I was born in a, uh, a place, I suppose you'd call it a border town. It was uh, very close to Canberra, in a place called Queenbairn. It's on the Nungawal country. And um, some people used to call it Struggle Town, you know. And uh, we used to have a bit of reaction to that because it was close to Canberra, but we couldn't quite get in there, you see. And I guess uh, border towns throughout the world, there's a whole lot of different characteristics around them, but there's always kind of sense of um, people out on the edges a bit, can't quite get into the major capitals for a whole lot of reasons or choose not to. But they also be a, a places where people sort of congregate, sometimes not able to sort of not in and not out. They're kind of moving between two places or can't get out or can't get in. So it can often be where people are on the margins a little bit. And this is very much where Jesus is, where we see Jesus today in his story of moving between Galilee and Samaria on his way to Jerusalem. He's in this border sort of land. And out of that place, we have these, uh, these lepers coming who in many ways are people, not only border people, but they're marginalised people because they're kind of on the edges often put into communities and on the edges way away from populations and people. We know all about that, social distancing and being put into borders and hard borders and all that sort of thing. And so when they cry out to Jesus, they always, almost, uh, they've already recognised something about him because they say, Master, Master, have pity on us. In some translations, it's have mercy on us. So already they know something about Jesus. Perhaps they've heard about, in an earlier chapter, in chapter 5 of Luke's Gospel, they heard about Jesus cleansing one leper, healing him. And uh, so they, they call out, this is their moment. And uh, for some reason, when Jesus says, go and show yourself to the priests, following that law of Leviticus, that uh, if you had a blemish on the skin, you went to a priest to affirm whether, you know, it was kind of serious and uh, you had to isolate yourself in another community away from the population or whether you're healed. So Jesus says, go and show yourself to the priests. And they respond. They don't sort of grumble and say, oh, this doesn't look good for us. <laughs> we know what they're going to say. It's this kind of authority word of Jesus. You know, go and show yourself to the priests. And they're starting to move towards the, you know, wherever the priest is. And they're healed on the way. I mean, that's supposed to be an amazing conversation. You know, as they looked upon themselves and they started to see, they looked at one another and said, look, you're healed. You've got like flesh like a baby. And... Uh, there's only one, though, that comes back to Jesus. This is intriguing. So often what Jesus is looking for, you know, when we see healings in the scriptures, he wants to go more than skin deep. You know, we're used to asking God for lots of things, aren't we? You know, for providence and care and healing and looking after our families and communities, and as we should. That's what God calls us to. That's the... That's the call of faith upon us. We're people of faith and we ask God in great confidence for a whole lot of things. 
But really what Jesus is looking for, really what he wants, to, the deeper healing is the healing of the heart. You see, when the heart is healed, the, the, that spiritual heart, that deep place inside ourselves where we know we belong to God, where we have a purpose and plan in God, when that's kind of healed, when we know ourselves connected and belonging, when we know ourselves created in the image and likeness of God again, when we know ourselves completely restored in our identity in God, it's greater than actually any physical healing. And this is what's happened to this man. He's not only realised that he's healed physically, but he's also realising that the one who healed him, he's encountered the divine. Not just some healer who did some, lots of talks and, you know... Um, lots of sort of actions and gestures, he just authoritatively says, go and show yourself to the priests. You asked me, you said to me, have mercy on me, have pity on me. Nothing so captures God's heart, the heart of Jesus, St. Therese of Lisieux, one of the doctors of the church says, nothing so grabs Jesus by the heart as the cry of mercy. Because mercy means so much more than forgiveness, which is so important. But it means care and protection and providence and love and enduring care and presence. The merciful love of God endures forever, the psalmist says. So Jesus is taken, he, he's moved by the hearts and by the cry of these lepers, just as he's moved by you and I. When we cry out to God for mercy, we cry out to God from the heart. He's moved, not indifferent just as Jesus here is moved by the, in pity, in mercy, and he's moved to his guts from his very heart. And uh, what this man does is he recognises he's encountered the divine because we're told Jesus says that he comes back to Jesus and he's praising. He's praising God. Not just praising Jesus, but he's praising God. So he realises there's been a genuine encounter here. This is something beyond anything that he's experienced before. And uh, Jesus asks the question, doesn't he? Weren't there ten? And only, only nine. Only one's returned. Only one has kind of really responded. Uh, it's gone more than skin deep. It's gone deep into his heart because the man has come back and he wants to be with the one who made this possible. And as he starts to open his heart in praise and thanksgiving, because that's the response of a genuine conversion, is a recognition. He recognises Jesus as master and now something of the divine. But he's interpreted that rightly, that yes, he's more than just a human. There's something miraculous about what Jesus does in his words and in his authority. But then he makes the right response. So he's made the right recognition, he's made the right interpretation, and the right response is thanksgiving and praise. So we find him, you know, before Jesus on his face. He throws himself at the feet of Jesus, which in Luke's Gospel is a sign of the one of people recognising the divine. 
And when we encounter the divine, there's only one response. When we really encounter in the heart the divine, there's only one response, which is thanksgiving and adoration. St. Paul knew this, didn't he? He says in the second reading, Paul knew this very well, that he had had encountered Jesus and it revolutionised his life. The, the healing, if you like, of Paul's sight when he was blind there for a moment on the road to Damascus, it was like a healing that went, the blindness of his heart was opened and he could see. And now Paul lives for Jesus. His whole life is simply to proclaim what Jesus has done for him. His whole life is about making knowing the salvation that comes in Jesus. That Jesus' death and resurrection is for every human being, for all of creation. And Paul gives his life to this because when we have this healing and conversion of heart, it brings an energy to our baptism. It gives an energy to witness to what God has done for us, big or small. Can I be a bit vulnerable with you? Just to finish off, you might think I'm a bit crazy, but that's all right. I'm not, I won't be here that often, so I won't be back after this. <laughs> but I reckon during the week I um, did something to my throat. I ate something very hot, but as I was eating, I was speaking to someone, you know, don't do this, kids, you don't talk with your mouth full, but I was. And as I did that, I took a deep breath, but whatever it is that was very hot and still cooking went to the back of my throat, and I could feel it burning. And I couldn't cough it out because it had gone too far down. But I could feel it almost crackling, sizzling. And, <laughs> and I thought, now everyone's going to think I've got COVID, and everyone's going to think there's something wrong with me. So it was really sore, really sore. So, you know, I was doing all the right things, gargling and not trying to talk too much and that sort of thing. Do you know, I, got to, I, I was still really sore last night, Still really sore again this morning as I, I got up to Mass. At the end of Mass, I just realised this afternoon, I have nothing. I have nothing. It's completely gone. It's completely healed. I know I was, that was really burnt. I was really burnt in that throat. So I just want to very vulnerably, you might say, there's a whole lot of reasons for that, Steve. You just, you know, it's all in your head. <laughs> Fine. That's good. That's great for you. I just want to testify to the healing of Jesus in this community, in this Eucharist. I want to testify to that. Because I heard another story, I can't go into it all, but someone was sharing after coffee this morning about how someone told them about something they were healed of. They'd only just met this person, that God had done a little healing in their life. A few weeks later, that person was given a certain prognosis where they had to go down a road of serious treatment. And they remembered that person and contacted them. That person prayed for them in this community. And things worked out beautifully for this person who had to go through an operation. The power of our testimony, brothers and sisters, of this, we think sometimes it's so little. Like, you had a burnt throat, so what, Steve? You know, you know get over it. But it's, I just, want to, I just want to share that that's the testimony. That's the healing of God. He cares about us. He loves us. We move the heart of God. So that authority of word of Jesus, when he speaks over us, 
just as he said to the you know, lepers, go and show yourself to the priests, we come to the altar and we speak those authority word of Jesus, of the Spirit. We call down the Spirit on the body and blood. And then we call down the, the, the Spirit on the congregation. So I want you to be really open in this Eucharist to the healing love of Jesus. I want you to be really open to the ways that he can heal us, not only in our bodies, but where he really wants to touch deep. If it's through our bodies or our minds or our relationships that he can get access to our hearts, well, good. But you can go straight for the heart. And you can say, Jesus, heal my heart, convert my heart, so that I'll have an energy to share my little testimony of what you have done for me. So the next person, whether it's in my family, whether it's my kids, grandkids, whether it's at work, whether it's at uni, whether it's at school, whatever it is, if someone was to say to you, can you tell me how God has ever done any healing in your life or shown you any mercy? And you can say, well, as a matter of fact. So let's just have a little prayer for a moment to remember the saving action of God in our lives. Let's pray a little prayer that God in this moment, in this community, at this time, will not only manifest healing of bodies and souls and minds and hearts tonight, but that we will remember what God has done for us with thankfulness and praise and that we will be given a new energy and wisdom to share that with others. Okay, so let's pray for a moment. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We really do thank you, Lord, for your presence amongst us, for your word and for the Eucharist. We thank you for the encouragement you give us tonight, that you hear the cry of our hearts, you hear the cry for mercy, you hear the cry for pity and for healing. And Lord, you desire for our hearts to be in union with you, to be fully convinced and converted, to bring a new energy, to be able to witness to your love, to testify to your healing love and mercy, to all those that you cause us to be in encounter and influence in our lives. And we ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Hello, Father Dan here. If this homily has been helpful, there are a few things I'd love for you to do. Firstly, subscribe to this podcast or share this episode with someone who might find it helpful. And consider also helping us to expand our mission and reach out to more people by donating at stbenedicts.com.au forward slash donate, or you can click on the link in the podcast description. Thanks so much for joining us and have a blessed week.